ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible and it's within you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody is now living the best life ever, but it took some stepping out of her comfort zone. She's going to show you how it can be done. Here is your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Anne, how are you? <laughs> how cool is this? I know. Thank you for having me in your home, your beautiful, beautiful You're home so welcome. with the gorgeous view. Um, it has been a couple of months since we've seen each other and crazy how we got to meet each other and met each other because, well, why don't you tell everybody how we met well, each other this I, summer? I, uh, I put a, a crazy ad in all the New York City taxis um, that was kind of a takeoff on the ads that I ran in the taxis um, advertising my high-end real estate because I'm a real estate broker in New York known as Annie Gets It Done. And as my kids were headed off to college, and I've been a single mom raising them for a long time, I said, you know what, instead of marketing my real estate, I should market myself. So I... Because you were going to be an empty nester. Exactly. Yeah. So I decided to put an ad in the, in the taxis, and it said not only that uh, I was looking for a man that had a kind and generous soul, but loved his mother but didn't live with her. Love that. But could appreciate a fit and fabulous 56-year-old woman. Right. And it went crazy nuts. It went viral. It was seen by 12 million people. So I ended up on Good Morning America. Right. And I was saying, you know, how what a wild journey it was. Be, it was. And they said, you know what? We just met a woman that you would love. Who's as crazy as you. Exactly. And so they gave gave me your email and we connected and I mean do you remember that first phone call? I do. I mean it was crazy. I think you were on the show like two weeks after I was because the yep. whole thing with me being in Sports Illustrated, the oldest woman I guess I'm exactly for, to try out for the swimsuit issue. And I think you were on the show like two weeks later, exactly. and I think we talked for like two hours. We it was just like, like love, love at love, first it here. Was, right, it was a love <laughs> affair. It was a love affair because we both had that message to get out, which is like get out of your way, get out of your box, you know, don't listen to what anybody else exactly. says, like, go get it done, just like your tagline, exactly. Annie gets it done, and now Annie's looking for a man. Uh, right. Well, you know, the crazy thing was, is that women, ama- amazing, women came up to me and they said, um, you are courageous. Um, you were so brave. I said, tell me why I was brave. And they said, well, you know, you said you were looking for love, and I said, yeah. Why else? And I said, because you said how old you were. And I mm-hmm. said, God, we have to change that narrative. I know, I agree. You know, it's like, right. first of all, we are healthy. We've got this amazing life. So, so think of yourself as being blessed because right. there are so many people that are not in that boat. But if we don't embrace the wisdom that we have at this age and the not caring as much mm-hmm. anymore about what people think of us, not in a bad way, not right. going through life and being a jerk, but just saying, you know what, I'm not going to be tied down by the expectations or the judgments of other people. I'm going to own, I'm going to own Absolutely. who I am. I'm going to go after what I want. And I'm going to state my age very proudly. Exactly. And very honestly. Exactly. And because, so what resonated with a lot of women was what? It was, first of all, the search for love is universal. Mm-hmm. And even when people have found love, if they really have a wonderful relationship, they want other people to have that too. True. And if you think about all the people that either haven't gotten married yet or divorced or widowed, the amount of single people in the world um, is extraordinary. And we've also now landed in this new world of online dating. And it gives us this incredible ability to touch and connect with so many people. But it it's also... A, it's endless. It's... It- there's so many people we can meet. But it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. and it's causing us, I think, to be become so disconnected we're not talking with each other. I mean, just think about what we do in terms of texting instead of right. calling. Right, So it's, such a, it's a good thing. It certainly works, but it's also created this kind of wild, wild west mm-hmm. um, environment where you step if you're on a date with somebody and you go to the bathroom, another 10 people have downloaded into your phone and you're right. always wondering what's what's around the corner. So are you addicted to your phone? 
I'm addicted to my phone for work. I'm not addicted to my phone for for the dating apps. Um, So have you um, been on dating apps before you put the ad in the taxi cab? Yes, absolutely. Um, not, not, Not a whole bunch. I think anybody that does them, you have to you have to take a break. You kind of get excited. You're like, okay, this is awesome. But so so part of the idea of the show. Um, so anyway, so like, I'm fast forwarding here. So what happened was I put this ad in. Right. It goes viral. Twelve million people saw the ad. I was on every 12 show. Twelve million people. China, Russia. I, you know, it was the like same thing happened to you. Sports Illustrated, right? Exactly. Everywhere. Same thing happened to you. But I was looking for the man. Right. So I was expecting, and thousands of men. And you thinking, oh my goodness, this this is is all over the world. I am going to meet that guy. (laughs) I had women running down the street after men that they thought were single for me. I mean, everybody was looking for him. But what happened was only two or three men replied to me from New York City. But thousands of men around the country and around the world reached out to me. So So any prospects? Well, at the t- so at the time, um, it was really depressing. I mean, it, it, it really it killed me. Like it was like, oh my god, three people from New York City. How could that be? So I got knocked down maybe for a day or two. Mm-hmm. But you don't knock me down for long. I right. must tell you. Right. So you <laughs> like, felt sad because you were thinking, why couldn't I meet more men in New York? Like why only three in New York? Right. I wanted to meet somebody in New York. Right. Right. I didn't want to meet somebody. So I said, okay, wait. Maybe I'm not supposed to meet somebody in New York. Stop. You have to put it out into the universe, but then you have to kind of take the path that it seems like you're supposed to go down. So I thought, let me go ahead, because where the people had reached out from was very specific. It was down south. It was the mountain states. Mm -hmm. And it was areas of the country where the men would tend to be maybe a little bit more conservative. Okay. So... I thought, you know what? I've got a single girlfriend down in Charleston. Mm-hmm. I've always loved Charleston. Let me go down there. And you know what? Crazy enough, I'm going to take a camera crew, the same wonderful uh, videographer that did my, uh, my taxi ad. And we went down. And when you change locations, your mm-hmm. dating app changes your locale. Right, right. So you all of a sudden go first on that line in that location. And all these men filled my cell phone. So did you choose the South because, because that's, where a, lot that's of the, where a lot of the men were coming from. Absolutely. So was your idea, well, okay, I paused. I realized, okay, there were only like three men in New York City. <laughs> and one was 23 and one was 83. <laughs> um, crazy. I am going to test something else out. Yes. I am going to go down south. I'm going to go down south because, is it? I mean, we all wonder. Looking for love. Looking for love. Is the search for love any different or any easier? In small towns, different towns, is it any easier? And so, and I wanted to see whether whether the men were kind of any different. I wanted to also hear what the women down there were thinking and feeling mm-hmm. about being down there and going and, and kind of being in the trenches. So I have a question. So here you are living in what I refer to as the city, <laughs> the, the best city in the world. Eight million strong. Right. Eight million strong. And, you know, you've always been that woman that's, out there and going after everything she wants. I know you are, a lot of everybody people. knows that you are a go-getter. So Annie here you, gets it done. Annie gets it right. done. So you get up, you're out of your comfort zone here in New York, which is where you'd like to find a man, and you go, getting out of here. Getting out of here, going to see what finds me. And as you start saying, all these men started popping up on your app. Exactly. What app are you using, by the so way? So Bumble and Match. Okay. So when we went down there, the 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 uh, the producers went and you know we kind of in advance of me going down there. Mm, this is so fun. I love this. It was awesome. And when we went down, it was awesome. I met with a matchmaker. Uh, I don't know whether she knew what to do with me because she was asking me questions and she said, you're New York, it's coming out. I said, you can just put type A New York yes, on yes. every single question right, there. Right. But you know what, Jody? what's interesting and what I realized was that I am this woman living in this tower in the sky. Mm-hmm. I am living this New York City lifestyle. I'm one of the top real estate brokers, not only in the city, but in the country. You're like the busiest right? woman I know. But the crazy thing about that is that what I really feel most comfortable in is a pickup truck. I don't want to be in, it's, it's, this is what I do, this is where I work, mm-hmm. but it's not who I am. Okay, why? why? Why do you feel more comfortable in a pickup truck than maybe 
you know, you know what? I don't know. You know, we, we were comfortable with, with what we're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But when, as soon as I arrived down there, what the interesting part of this experiment was that um, it opened up my horizons. These were men that I would not have swiped on had I had they downloaded into my phone in New York. And when I was sitting across so from them, interesting. I love this. Loved. I loved spending time with them, and I saw the humanity. I saw the their um, their struggles too. Um, so you went on how many dates? Five dates. Okay. Five dates. And I really, it, what it did was, it they they probably wouldn't have been the they probably are not the match for me. Mm-hmm. But what it did show me is that I need to open up my horizons. Why don't you think they were the any of those five men who whose company you enjoyed were not the match for you? What do you think um, was missing? I, I think at some point you being different mm-hmm. is. Is 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 can be a good thing and can be important almost, but if you're too different, um, it's then like you're yeah, going there ex- and you're trying to fill it all in the middle, exactly. Right, kind of. But I have to tell you, I met a hemp farmer. A ham farmer. <laughs> a hemp farmer. Oh, a hemp farmer. <laughs> I was on the t- I was on the Tamron Hall show, and she said the same thing. She said a ham farmer. I said no, a hemp farmer, and it's a good thing for me. I'm so type A. Right, Maybe right. I will be a little bit more. Chill. Yeah, right. So he, st- we still we talk and we text, and you know what? Who knows? I don't know. This is um, so cute. But I it love was this. really kind of wild. It wow. was wild, and you know what? It's really, it's getting out of your comfort zone. Yes. It's pushing the boundaries, whether I'm going to Charleston Breaking to go find it. those barriers. Exactly. You did, and you did I that. I mean, listen, Jody, you are a badass, right? You, who, who would, you know, who would have the guts to go ahead and, I mean, listen, you look like, you know, you're a goddess, okay? So, you're so, nice. of course you would want, I mean, you've got gorgeous pictures, but you really went for it. Mm-hmm. And what an inspiration you were Thank you. to so many people. And, I hope so. Um, and in putting the ad, the man I knew was not going to be the, the brass ring. Right. It really wasn't. It really wasn't. It was knowing that I was going to empower women and also proving to myself, you know, it could have been an embarrassing thing. Still to this day, five five people a day will ask me. So did you? You know, sometimes in a in a really genuine way, right. they want me to find somebody, and then kind of in a snarky way. So you know, right. you so find you really, somebody. Yet? Right. So you really put yourself out there. Right. And um, but that that comes with a risk. Yes. Of looking like a fool. Right. So you put yourself out there. Were you scared? Was I you, was were you not, scared of looking like feeling. Silly. So here's the thing. At 56 or 57, mm-hmm. I have, you know, not everything. Gravity has taken its toll a right. bit. I have more wrinkles, but I can tell you what I do have. I have the fear factor is gone. You know, it okay. really is. You weren't scared. I really wasn't. Okay. Have I you really ever wasn't. been afraid of doing anything? Um, <laughs> I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> um... um uh, yes, I, th- uh, yes. So, so I put myself out there, but I, there is a part of me that's afraid to trust again, okay. that's afraid to love again. So if you had to, if I was really being honest about yes. that, of course, that, 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 that's my fear. Okay. But I was fearless about doing this because I also felt like if I can take other women along the journey, I'm, I'm going to lead. You might have a tribe with you. Exactly. And so you might be doing this for the betterment of that 55 and over woman right. who might be too afraid. So if they're afraid, you're going to be less afraid because you're leading them. Yes. Is that right? I mean, I don't yeah, want to put words into you know your what? mouth. It, it but really, my, I mean, my daughters thought, and I know that your daughters right, thought. We, we talked both have about two this. daughters, yes. And at first they were, you know, your girls were, you know, your girls, they're, they're not girls, but your daughters were uh, helping you, right? Yeah, I mean, um, my youngest one, who's 27, pushed me and... Right. You know, they were like, yeah, you go for it, mom, because they had gotten over all that weirdness of all the things that I was doing outside the box. Right. You know, go, breaking so through. They, you, you made them, they, they got used to it. Yeah, they got used you to it. Oh, yeah, that's in. mom doing that. Oh, yeah, that's mom doing that. Right. So your girls But how were, awesome is that, to be able to have your, your, your daughters looking at you and saying, my mother is going for it, because it's not just the 50-plus-year-old women that are going to be empowered. Girls. It is the younger ones yes, as well. Yes, we're looking up Absolutely. at us as role models, mm-hmm. and 
in doing so, like, so what did your daughter say? Well, I talked to them about putting this ad in for a while, mm-hmm. and I, as I as I may have mentioned, I was going to put it in without the fifty six and fabulous okay. part. So they kind of got used to it, and they were mortified because the tagline <laughs> of Annie gets it done already. They had already. You know, because I've been known in, in Manhattan as Annie Gets It Done. I advertised in the movie theaters and then the taxis. And they were kind of given a hard time sometimes at school. <laughs> so Annie's going to get it done. Is Annie getting done? I mean, come on. So anyway, but then I said, I'm doing it. And they were really freaked out. But when they I ended were. up on in Times Square, when Good Morning America for my birthday, when right. I was on the show, put my ad in Times Square and they saw what was happening and right. that the women and other women and younger women in the office were like, oh, my God, your mom is a badass. Yeah. I, I, my, my, the person that my daughter was working in the office with called me and said, your daughter just called your other daughter and said, mom's freaking awesome. Oh. And of course, they wouldn't tell me that. Oh, I know. They never tell us these things. But that was probably the best thing I'd ever heard. So, you know, hearing you talk like that, I think that we connect a lot because of our daughters. Right. And we want to show them that we're unstoppable. You know, you have to check yourself every once in a while. You can't be unstoppable about everything, but the things that are really, truly important to us. And I think it seems like it was important for you to bring this, this into light that like, look, I'm a, I'm an, I'm a gorgeous 56 year old woman. I'm successful. I've raised two girls on my own. Help me find a man. I had sole custody of my girls for most of their lives. And so I could not really, I mean, people do with kids at home, they I do, know. but it is really, 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 really. Well, if you're going to be a good mom, you right? Know where you're and they needed to, be. to, they needed and deserved the love that I had to take the time. And I had a very, very stressful job. Mm-hmm. So if I was going to do this right, and that's the most important job I that agree. I had. So now that I was, that now it was my time. And I'm sorry if they didn't like it, mm-hmm. but they ended up liking it. They but it was, it. I so just proud. had to let that go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, and I, I also had to let go. I, when people ask me. So have you found him yet? I'm not embarrassed. I'm like, I haven't. But you know what? I will. I know I will. And I also have this unbelievably blessed life. And so how, you know, and the other thing is, if you've got, let's say there's 10 categories, right? Mm -hmm. There's your health, there's your family, your children, all these things. So maybe, maybe I don't get number 10. Maybe I don't. But let me tell you something. I'm going to give it my, going to give it my shot, but I'm going to love and appreciate the ride Oh, you know, the journey along the way is been amazing. I mean, how could I say that this is nothing other than miraculous? So tell me a little bit about your journey. I know we talked about, you know, the dating, but tell me a little bit about your journey. So what happened was that I meet incredible people in my job Mm -hmm. in real estate. And especially when my had kids, uh, when I had my kids at home, I didn't really have the time to connect them. How old are your girls now? Um, Eighteen and twenty. Okay. And so when my um, and and I would meet people that I knew would be best friends. I mean, I ended up introducing you to Alexa, who has wish beads. Yes, right? yes. I knew you guys would love each other. Yes, you did. But say I didn't that. have the place to do it. I had a smaller apartment. I didn't have um, the time. So I just moved uh, into this incredible apartment at Hudson Yards, Mm -hmm. which is this new kind of mini, almost... It's uh, gorgeous here. Thank you. (laughs) But it's almost like Oz in New York City, this new city. But when I looked at the floor plan of the building and the amenity space, there was this 51st floor dining room Mm -hmm. that accommodated 60 plus people. And I looked at it and knew that I was going to have women there and that that was going to be the place that I was going to bring people together, especially mm-hmm. women. And so I moved in in March. It was just something you felt in your heart. I just, knew it. You just I, it was felt two it. years ago. Right. I saw okay. it on the floor plan. I bought okay. the apartment off spec. And you were one of the first meetings that I had. It mm-hmm. was uh, the second one. Oh, I didn't know um, that. It was. Oh. I had just moved in. Okay. Um, so last night I had an, another, you know, I have 70 women. That's as much as we can fill mm-hmm. at this point. It's, it's, they're free. Mm-hmm. I bring panelists together. And we have 700 women already on our mailing list of wise and wonderful women. It was such an impressive evening. <laughs> I mean, I loved meeting all of the women. I'm in touch with so many of the women that I That's met. That's awesome. And I didn't it know was, that. <laughs> yes, yes. It's really wonderful. Like all the women that I sat with and I've been on maybe two or three other podcasts from women I met that night. Awesome. So you, you're like a matchmaker I of did. women, and I love that it's called Wise and Wonderful. Right. It's Wise and Wonderful Women, 
And so the Facebook page, you know, with in, in August I started this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, I don't know, 550 women are on the Facebook page. Right. But what was what's incredible is that when the women are in the room, it is when women, I don't believe that women tear each other down. I don't. I really believe that it is our nature to really want to help each other. Mm-hmm. We are nurturers, right? We are. Um, and if we really are in our truest selves, when we share, so this is a perfect example. I am in the elevator the other day, run into somebody and I, that I know, and she says, Anne, I love your lashes. And I, there's two men. Yeah, in they the, do look great. There's, <laughs> there's two men in the elevator with us. And I start going into this whole thing about, well, I was doing extensions and they fell out and now I have to do these fake ones in here and we had the whole thing and we had this back and forth thing. She gets out and I look at the men and I realize there is no way that men ever would share like this. No, ever. No. They wouldn't comment about you look good or bad. No. They wouldn't comment about this is working, this isn't working. Right. And I loved it because there are other women that maybe wouldn't share like that, right? right. I'm an open book. Right. But I love giving that information and sharing. So in our imperfection, we are perfect. Mm -hmm. And so when women enter that room and they can share what they're having struggles with and we're learning and getting empowerment. I think and I, I think what you provided was a very safe place for people to feel that they can be themselves. That's how I felt when I was there. And I felt that vibe from the women. And I do agree with you that women do innately want to help each other. Because I own a fitness studio for women. And the vibe in there is we're here from one another. Mm -hmm. It's empowerment. It's a family. It's a tribe. And that's what you're doing with this group is you're building a tribe of women that want to help each other. Right. And do you find, because when I was talking to the men down south, um, I felt that they were, I felt like they, there, there are many more single women than there are men, mm-hmm, right? I think right. we start with that. But I get the sense from my single man, male friends that they, they don't have that support and that tribe behind them. The single men. So they, so they, they want, they're going to gravitate towards connecting or, or hooking, mm-hmm. not hooking up in a, in a hooking up way, right. but, <laughs> but getting married right. or wanting to have a woman where, because women are getting the support of other women in, in mm-hmm. a lot of cases. Right. So you're getting that m- emotional connection. Um, where you maybe are not rushing to settle. I don't want to say that these men are settling. Right. But I do know that there's so much that I get from my female friends that if I didn't have them in my life, it would feel so empty. I I just got finished talking to somebody about the value, the the beauty of having girlfriends. And it's something that is super important. And I I talked about that with my daughters all the time because it is important to have those nurturing relationships with other women. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you do have this empty feeling. Who's part of your tribe? Who's part of your family? Who's part of your girl gang? We all have to have it. We have to have those girls. You have to. And it's it's important. And you're feeling like down south may... Do you think it's more down well, south no, I versus went, up I, here? When, or, when or I do went you think down there, I thought I felt it was really important for me to meet the men, mm-hmm. ask them what they were thinking, feeling, and and how it was different and the same. But also the women. I, I met with a seventy-one-year-old widow um, who um, I happen to know from New York, who's spending three months down there. When I first met, you know, as a real estate broker, mm-hmm. I get called in in the best and the worst of times in people's lives, mm-hmm. and I really. Um, I'm so proud of my ability to help people, um, especially in those bad times. So she called me in, and 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 honestly, you would have thought with the way she was talking when she was saying we mm-hmm. and us, and I realized very quickly that I and there then I said no how, more us. but she but she had he had he had passed a long time ago, mm-hmm. you know, years ago, mm-hmm. but she was still in that place. So she was not going to sell her apartment. I didn't want her to sell her apartment. She wasn't ready to. She didn't financially have to. Mm-hmm. But she mentioned that she played golf, and she was talking about joining a golf club that summer, which mm-hmm. was great, and it was a step. And then she talked about, and I might want to go in the winter and go ahead and, and go someplace and play golf. And I said, that's awesome. So we stayed in touch. 
And she mentioned that she was going down to Charleston and she was going to try it out for three months. Mm-hmm. And so here I was going to Charleston. Wow. I said, let me call up Sally yeah. and see how she's doing. So she got to do an extended version of what I only got to do in two days. Right? Wow. So to sit down with her and hear about how it was going, what she said, you know what? In New York, people are walking around with their phones in front of their right. face. And down here, they're saying hello. So she got to do what I would have liked to have done. Um, and she was ready. You could see her heart. Mm. It, it took the time that she, whatever time people need. Sometimes people are ready to move on. Right. And it's months and sometimes it's years. But you could see that her heart was opening and she was getting ready to move on in a different way than she had before. And that right. was a beautiful thing. What do you think... And listen to you say all of these things. You definitely are a woman that likes to help other people. What do you think your real purpose is here? Uh, I am the ultimate connector. Mm-hmm. And when I'm able to take two people and they take it from there mm-hmm. and something awesome comes out, like you were with the podcast or mm-hmm. you've made a friend or I've had three marriages under my belt. And oh. I just, I like do this little happy dance. I, I just, I don't know. They just like, it brings me so much joy. Right. Um, and when I sit in that room, last night we had somebody that was talking about wills and estates and mm-hmm. healthcare proxies. Somebody was talking about insurance. Somebody was talking about money management. Um, and we talked about not wanting to have that talking about a woman that had had a, a husband drop dead, um, but she didn't want to talk to him about what the will looked like mm. because she didn't, it was a second marriage, and she didn't want to look like she was that woman out for his money. Right. But unfortunately, right. now he's gone. Yeah, I'm and like, what, Frank, show me the money. Show me the money right now. <laughs> wait, but, but you, listen, we all have those things that yeah. we need help doing. Right. And I know that there are women in that room out of 70 women, I know that at least half of them are going to make changes in their lives that hopefully will help them, mm-hmm. will keep them safer, healthier. Right, right. I mean, what could be better than that? Right. Right? I mean, how awesome is that? And if it wasn't that? for you, there would be no connecting as far as selling real estate, now with you know marriages, helping this woman. Right. <laughs> and now the time, don't you think the time is to connect for you? As you said, your daughters, you're, they're gone. They're right. in college. They're an empty nester. Right. It's time for you to connect with somebody. So I, and I, yes, but that's not my sole goal. Okay, I want to meet somebody. I really do, and I know that I will. Right, I, but in I the know meantime, you will too. I, I am going to rock it. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, because I'm now 57 and fabulous. <laughs> when did you turn 57? <laughs> the day that I was in the tele- teleprompter, but then oh. I was in Times Square. Oh, you're kidding! Good morning, America. When I met with Strahan, they said it's your birthday. They brought out a cake. The oh, whole I didn't audience, know that. And then they put me in Times Square. How crazy I had, was no, that? I didn't know that story. <laughs> oh my God. I had no I know. idea. It was, it was so wild. Well, so. so tell me a little bit about something we touched upon before we started, which is you're involved in, again, helping. Right. So Annie's getting it done well, in the okay, Bahamas. So, this is so a perfect example. tell me about that. People need to know, people need to stop and think. There's a lot of powerlessness that people feel that, um, I think they have to get out of their own way. So this was a beautiful story. My daughter in the second grade um, was having struggles and she was crying every every night when she was trying to do her homework. And I just knew as that mom, as we have that, right. that inner Gut voice that says right. that my daughter needs help. But the but the professionals tested her and said, nah, you know, she's got some. my her my her 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 dad said she was fine. I knew my child was not okay. Right. In fact, our next meeting on the 31st is about self-advocation. I love it. So we need to advocate for ourselves and our children. But anyway, so in many ways. So she she was dyslexic. Mm -hmm. And I got her into a special school. And in that school, it was 8 to 1 ratio. And this was the school where every celebrity's kid goes. I Mm -hmm. could go in a long list. I won't. Right. And... As soon as she got into that school, I realized that her life was changed forever. She got her confidence back, Mm -hmm. and she didn't feel stupid, and she had good help. So we've got a house uh, down on this wonderful island called Eleuthera, Mm -hmm. and I knew that the schools down there were challenged, and especially the kids that had learning issues. A friend of mine was doing volunteer work down Mm -hmm. there, and I said, hey, I've got these amazing teachers Maybe I could find a place for them to stay down there. And I'm sure that they would love a week or two down in the Bahamas. Right. So I set up and I went to my friend who worked at JetBlue and 
And JetBlue has been amazing. We love you, JetBlue, because they have been so incredibly generous. Gave me tickets to go and get these teachers down there. And we started a literacy camp 10 years ago. And now we have 70 kids that come down there. Reading scores have changed. Wow. But the amazing thing about that, my girls, my, my, my third grader started that summer teaching those kids alongside me. And my daughter, now I'm going to look every time I talk about it, but my daughter was able to see that her, her struggles, Yes. look at all these people that it's helped. Oh. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, I no. cry about everything. <laughs> but you know, but my little girl was able to just yes. take her struggles and now she's at Berkeley. Yeah, right. This <laughs> so, is the one I met this summer, yes, that the broken I mean, leg she, or something. Yeah. yeah, right. So she rocked it. Yeah, so, she really did. But to, for us to be able to help as a family. Ann Cupbillinane is known as Annie Gets It Done for a reason. She is the number one Manhattan broker at the number one estate firm, Douglas Elliman, and the founder of Wise and Wonderful Women. Check her out on Facebook and Instagram, as well as her website, AnnieGetsItDone.com. listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Welcome back. And we had a wonderful interview in New York. Literally, I think it was 10 days before we were all quarantined. Isn't that crazy? Seems a lifetime ago. Really, really does. Uh, it because just was like a tsunami, really, just coming in fast, furious. It was just. You said that you were in, that it was the first time that you saw people wearing masks. Right. But when you went back to Connecticut, you were like, hey, they're wearing masks in New York. Exactly. I couldn't, you know, I called my husband up and I freaked out when I went to the bathroom when we went out for dinner and said, why? I don't understand this. Why is everybody wearing masks? And you had gotten a mask delivery. So, you know, when we had done the interview in your beautiful home in New York. So tell me, what is going on in your life since we've been quarantined? So, okay. So I am a New York City real estate broker. Okay. So how's that going? (laughs) How is that going? And not a lot of people. Well, you know what? It's, It's actually quite funny. In the middle of this pandemic, so it was, you know, month, five weeks ago, oh, I, I actually uh, went into contract on two apartments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what that told me and what, what I also, you know, I've been doing this for almost 40 years. It's crazy. Um, and after 9-11 uh, and after they started simultaneously delivering anthrax to people's homes, um, I said to myself, who the heck is going to buy New York City real estate? You know, they're blowing up buildings. Right. But what I realized that New York is New York, and I'm so incredibly blessed to work in this market because obviously prices go up and go down to some degree, but they're not in a free fall like they would be in other places. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's been challenging and certainly holding the hands of both buyers and sellers. So when you say challenging... Dig, dig a little deeper there. What's been challenging so about it? Challenging is, is um, trying to alleviate my own anxiety. Okay. So, you know, I think as a, I'm a single mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my, my home, my business, my, you know, everything is New York City, yeah, which is the epicenter of a pandemic, right? Right. Uh, so the first thing is trying to keep your family safe. But the second thing is really what I needed to do was to go to the dark side. Now, for many people, they don't want to. I had, early on, um, we were lucky enough to go to my ex-husband's house. He offered it to us in Connecticut because he's uh, in Florida. Okay. I remember the first night here saying, okay. I wonder if he's in Florida with my ex-husband. Well, he's with a new girlfriend, so <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't think he's dating a guy. No, but you, you know, you never know. Like the ex husbands <laughs> are all in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> They're just hanging out, right? Um, On their third wife. So i I needed to I needed to just say, okay, I might lose my apartment. I might lose my job. So I this was you going. Let me think of the darkest things, the, the, the scariest dark. things in the world for me. 
That's what I have to do. And many people yes. don't do that. But for me, I need to go really to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. I have to be willing to lose X, Y, and Z. And I really did. And, and I said, okay, um, I can always get a job. If whether, and I don't have an ego about it. If it means waiting tables, you're like, I will figure this out and not figure this out to keep what I have, but to keep my children and myself healthy. I get that. That's it. That's Why? It. I can totally relate to going to the dark side because I am that girl as well. I need to go to the like bottom of the barrel. What is worst case scenario? So I know that anything from that deepest part is going to get better. So any, any right. darkest part, the darkest place, deepest, saddest place I'm going to go, things are going to get better. That's what I do for me. Why do you go there? Then I make arrangements. Then I like there's some control. And if I say, okay, there's, you know, this could happen. What can I try into place? And then, and then I knew there was free. There was, I slept. Like I, I, I there was not one sleepless night I had after that. And that I have had since then. Um, and certainly helps not being in the city, in the side, the anxiety of all that stuff. But, but, you know, this has been a stressful time for everybody. Right. But once I knew that I had done everything good and, and what I'm trying to do with my business and my personal life is to be nimble and to be responsible and to wake up. So, for instance, um, trying, you know, I, I, you know, putting in papers are not my thing, right? I have people to do that, right? <laughs> like right. I, I, I'm, I, not, I, I'm not a good detail person. Right. I have good ideas. And then I right. need people to help me, like, all these forms that are being filled out right now, I'm not filling out any of them because I get too overwhelmed and I get right. very anxious. Right. But you know what? I pushed through that. I, I, I got the help that I needed. Mm-hmm. I pushed through that and said, and I was really proud of myself. I submitted all the PPE, the PPT, the PPP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I got it. Um, yep. And so I was proud of myself. So I did what I could do. And then that gave me an incredible sense of calm that, okay, I've done what I can do to, to help myself, protect myself. I need to constantly rethink about what I can do to reinvent myself, to be, um, I think, of also of service and of help to others, because I think that's definitely part of it, which is sitting around and if I've got time on my hands, what can I do well, I, to help I, other people? I know you're very giving, and it sounds like from what I'm reading through the lines here is that you need to get all your ducks, you felt like you needed to get all your ducks in a row so you can feel a little, you can feel safer, you can feel saner, you could take care of your daughters, even though they're grown women, but they're still, you know, how old are they? 18? And yeah, 19, 20. yeah, 19 and 20, right. Right. So they're not babies, but they're your children and you are their protector. And right. I'm the same way with my daughters, you know, the same thing. So feeling like go to the dark part, go to that deep place, go to that place where it's the scariest, then start crawling out of it in your own way. Uh, get your ducks in a row. Now you're like, phew, I got my ducks in a row, filled out that paperwork, which was daunting and like overwhelming to me. And now I could focus on maybe helping others, which you do so well. But it also helps me, you know, like, so for instance, a real estate broker in New York. Okay. So that might hit a pause for a while. Okay. So what do I do? How do I pivot? Mm -hmm. So I'm here in Connecticut. Hey, there's a re- people will be leaving the city. Not everybody. New York will be fine, but many people will be leaving for the burbs. Okay, so I got my 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 Connecticut real estate license. There's a reciprocal agreement. I'm taking some time to do my Florida license so that I can understand that I'll have it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also just putting bringing people together. I've got the Wise and Wonderful Women's Group that I have doing doing Zoom calls for them to have my friends that live in other areas of the country mm-hmm. part-time Community. or full-time talk about what it's like living there because many of us are sitting back and saying you know i wonder what life is like you know in bozeman montana or right. atlanta you know and i'm bringing people in for them to talk to so it is a matter of all of us just need to stop and say, 
there's going to be many, many changes that are going to be coming out of this. And many of them are going to suck. They really are going to suck. And there's a lot of people suffering. Right. right. There, there are. A lot. But what can you do to think about what people will need and how life is going to change pre, post, and during Corona? You know, like what is going to be needed? Because that's how you're going to survive. Well, how, how can you figure your life out now? Right. So this has given us a lot of time. And I know you're a thinker and you're a doer. And it gives us a lot of time. My mind is always, always busy. And I know yours is too. So we're always thinking about either how do we reinvent ourselves? How do we do something to make somebody else's life better? How do we help somebody who's having a lot of anxiety or for me being in the, the fitness industry in my studio being closed since March 16th. What can I do to keep people healthy? Because this can make people, as you're saying, it's get, it, got, it was scary. We didn't know what to expect. That lack of certainty was very, very scary. Now we're sort of getting used to that new normal, but it's going to get scary again. So our mental right. health and physical well-being is so crucially important to everybody. It was always crucially important, but now I think people realize that it is. And they do have to learn to bend, to sway, to pivot. And for a lot of us, maybe we, I'm not saying I always do it easy and and we all struggle, but what would be your suggestion for somebody who does struggle with pivoting? Um, Get some help, find community. Um, I, I find that, you know, that the, the women that will not every, not listen, I've got a, a, I've got, almost 600 people on my Facebook page. If I do a Zoom call, maybe 10, maybe 30 will be on there, right? And they're never the same people. So people, but when they come together, everybody's getting information. I mean, we just did a, we just did a call. Uh, we're talking about dating during, you know, during Corona. I mean, for God's sake, it's not hard I enough know, to be a single right. woman in New York City. Now you've got like the virus. I mean, for God's sake. I mean, seriously. Well, I wanted so to anyway. ask you. It, like, <laughs> That's another I mean, story. Is, is anybody dating during this time? I mean, like, well, what you, oh my God. That's I how just, we met. Like, I got to tell you something. Not that this we were is, dating. Yes, exactly. We were kind of blinded. No, we, we, had, we had a call. We had a, a dating coach and we had a, a matchmaker and a woman that wrote a book called How to Marry a Mensch. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that came out of that call, we were just talking about this thing that I had, which was, a, and you know about it, it's like right. a little wheel that lights you, you know, when you're on the phone. Right. Because all of us are doing Zoom calls. So everybody's like, what is that? Show it. You know, I'm like taking it down. I'm showing it. And people were using it for different things. So <laughs> just a little tiny little bit of information exactly. that we were able to share that was just cute. And it's like, you know what? Try to find that sense of community. Try to reach out to a friend. Say how they're doing and be real. What are you struggling with? Right. What, you know what somebody struggle with? What they're dealing with. Definitely. No, I mean, incredible insight, especially as women, to share with each other. I agree. I think that during this time, um, the community of women has to be super strong. Um, All community needs to be strong, whether it's the town that you're living in and it's our neighbors. I find that in my little town that I live in in Connecticut, that people, people seem to be more patient with others. Like when you're driving, they're like, oh, no, you go ahead. Oh, no, 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 you go ahead. Or if you're in a grocery store, I don't really go. My husband goes. But if he's in the grocery store, you know, everybody's just more patient with one another rather right. than being in such a hurry. Because guess right. what? There's no place to go anymore. Right. There's Where no, are we going? Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, um, it, it will be interesting to see what happens on the other side of this and whether we hold on to some of the things that we hope that we do. Um, but, you know, it, it, you're, you know, when you're talking about business, I mean, it's even about the health and fitness. I mean, you, you know, there's probably many people that couldn't maybe get to a class Right. to go to one of your classes and the fact that they're able to now, I mean, listen, I would never be able to, to take a class with you. Right. So now I'm able to do that virtually. So that's a good thing. Like in some ways, many of our businesses, if we think about what your value added is and what 
people get from you and how you can figure out a way to then get it to them now because a Zoom call is much more acceptable. I've never done a Zoom call before in my life two, you know, two months ago, right? Me either, right. I wanted it because I want, I'm a touchy-feely person. I want to feel that person, smell that person when I'm talking to them. And now again, we've accepted this as the new normal and we're like, okay, well, we'll catch, we'll jump on a Zoom call and some of us are good at it and some of us aren't great at it, but you learn to be, this is how we have to pivot. If this is the information we want to get out there, and instead of, you know, congregating in New York, like we did where we first met with your group, now we do it via Zoom. Right. And, and listen, people need to be in a room. I, I think that's, but, 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 there, but there is this medium, I think, that we are now realizing is there. And, and I don't know, it's weird because now when I'm on a call with a friend, uh-huh. I hardly ever do a regular call anymore. You want to do and I would never do, I would never do a FaceTime call before. Right, right. But now <laughs> who cares? I do not want to have my face on a FaceTime. But right. now I'm like, no lashes, my hair is gray everywhere. I don't care. So maybe it's a matter that I don't care. But it's also a matter of I want to see their face. Right. So it's, it's, it's because cool. we want it. It's because we want to give them that virtual hug. We want to virtually right. smell them and, you know, if you're a touchy-feely person and you like to congregate with others and we can't, that's been taken away from us for at least right now, we have to learn other ways to satisfy our, our touches and our feels. And this is this, thank goodness for this. And again, we're all, I don't want to use the word pivot a lot, but we're all pivoting differently and we're learning the new normal. And it's, I think, also given us so much pause, how we started out the conversation is given us a reason to pause and say, okay, like what is really important to me? Where do I want to see myself in the next two or three years? And maybe we didn't want to think about that. Or maybe for me in my business, I knew that I wanted to start thinking of an exit plan out of my brick and mortar studio. But the thought of creating an online program and doing all that seemed overwhelming to me. But guess what? I was forced to do it. Do you, have, right. do you have any situations where you were just forced? Maybe you wanted to get your Connecticut real estate license or Florida well, where you yeah. were putting that off and this forced you to do it. Um, it's certainly forcing me to look ahead about what I will um, uh, money mm-hmm. uh, because I'm, again, single mom with two kids in college. And so saying, okay, listen, you know what? retirement, which I will never retire, but you know, where maybe I don't want to have this huge monthly knot on my head. You know, maybe I don't want to constantly be pushing this gigantic boulder up the hill every day because where do you want to land? Where do you want to land? Right. Right. And you know, maybe that's coming sooner versus later. Maybe, you know, I would never, if you told me that I would be sitting in Greenwich, Connecticut at my ex-husband's house, no less, Right. but you know, this I'm not commuting. I'm not working. So this is really not uh, really not a, a fair summary of like life in the burbs, and and it's so great, right? But I, but I'm experiencing how beautiful it is here, and how nice it is to have green outside my window, yes. and and it's nice. So I'm able to appreciate that, learn from that, be able to share that with my clients in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, then thinking about maybe maybe where lifestyle. You know, I love New York. I am as type A New York as you I can know get. You are. I know uh, you are. But also thinking about, you know what, maybe I'd like to check out someplace else. You know, life yeah, is that slows down the pace a little bit. And it's also, um, it's, it's giving us a different perspective on what it is that we want in our life. And it's something, you know, I was doing, um, I don't know what app it was. I was doing a spin class. And I took one of my spin bikes from my studio and brought it into my house. And it was something one of the instructors said that stuck with me. And it's what you don't have, you don't need. Because you're on that spin bike. You're, all you're thinking about is, could, could I just stop? Could I just get off this spin bike? Right. And you know, you're a spinner. So you understand what I'm thinking. And like most of the time, I just want the instructors, just be quiet and let me just be in my own head. But she said this. And it has stuck with me. And it's so true. What we don't have, we don't need. So this big thing you're pushing, whatever it is, financial burden, whatever it is that we have, we don't need all this. Where are we going? What do we need? We need to know that our, our daughters are safe, 
that they're happy, that they're, they have a head over, they have shelter, they're clothed, right. and they know they're loved, right? And same thing for us. No, exactly. Exactly. And, and even, you know, even financially, like, again, living in New York City, it's just so expensive, yeah. eating out all the time, ordering in. And so just cooking, you know, being forced to cook. I love to cook. It's not forced to cook. I love to cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, but cooking, you know, 24-7. Right. Even the ones that love to cook are saying yes, to me exactly. they're a little tired of it. But I have to tell you that looking, you know, bringing things in in bulk also and, mm-hmm. and kind of just kind of figuring out what we had. And, and then when we finally were I was just like, I've got to get something ethnic. And I, and I went into New York City <laughs> for the day and I was like, picked up some Thai food. And it was like a hundred dollars. Uh-huh. And I'm like, whoa. Like, and I would not have thought about that before. It's like, wait a second, that's a hundred dollars. It wasn't even that good. And I don't need to spend that. So right. I just feel that a Corona haze because I'm eating mm-hmm. far too much sugar. And, mm-hmm. and I think all of us are a little bit in this denial, this weird, surreal feel. But I also feel an awakening mm-hmm. because yes. I need to be more awake. I need to I like be that. awake I like about my finances. I need to be more awake about my business about more awake about what I want, what's important to me. So I think that we are waking the hell up in a, in, in a time when we can use this time to learn and grow or we can just get into this like continued like, you know, hiding. Right. So and I, I, I have, I'm not, I'm not happy about this. Trust me. I want to go to you know, Kathmandu, I was looking at flights, like, I, I just want to get out of here. I just, I, I why know. Kathmandu? I don't know. I but, know. Um, but, but you know what? I think really wonderful things are going to come out of this. And um, I think people are going to become more compassionate. I feel that people are going to be more understanding. And I think people will understand that they don't need all this extra crap that they've been carrying on their back, whether it's a financial burden or it's materialistic things, it's that big house in the burbs, or it's this really expensive apartment in New York. I think people are just going to realize, I don't need it. I don't need it. Like this has, because I do truly believe that as you use the word awakening, I also believe that I use silver lining, that there is a silver lining to everything that might be a little scary or uncertain or harmful to us, that we need to find the goodness in it but it doesn't come to us overnight. And, you know, we're, I don't think either one of us are here to preach. I'm not, but it's, I know that you're just such a hardworking woman and you're a thoughtful woman and you're a great mom and you do so much for so many people um, that you can share your experiences and, and your reflections to help other people out there to, to move on. And, you know, somebody asked me in a podcast last week, what do you do when somebody is stuck? And it's kind of what we're talking about. And I say move. I tell them to right. move. And it's right. just like what we talked about. Like, well, it's it's also like not beating yourself up. Like I, I, you know, I, I've go on Instagram and talk about this a bunch, and I'll say, you know, I should mm. should work out at my house. I have this great gym in my in my fancy building. I've got a Peloton, and I've got this incredible gym and, and a swimming pool and all this stuff. Every morning, I should walk up the one flight of stairs to this gym. I don't. Mm -hmm. So I would beat myself up. And now in in this pandemic, it's like, so I realize it's like, stop for Christ's sake, I'm 57 years old. What works for me? Own that and say, this is what I can do. And there's certain things like when somebody's stuck, there's certain things I can't do. So then you have to own that and ask for help and figure out what you can do because banging your head against the wall and trying to do something that you just are not good at, you don't want to do, you, you will not do it. Do it. You can't not do it. No, I am can't. not going to go up and get myself on the bike. You are motivated and you can do it. And we've <laughs> talked about that. It's like, Jody, I need to have a class in the morning because then I start wandering around in my pajamas and the, <laughs> then it's one o'clock in the afternoon and I've got Moms in my face. I need. I need to know that. So, with, at fifty-seven, with all this age and wisdom, a few more wrinkles. You know, if you don't say, "I'm not good at that," and it's okay, then it's all. It's all about. I love that because it's all about what I talk about is owning who you are. Like 
you've got to own it. Do I want to own that I'm, I, I had like two inches of gray in my hair and that I, I had to color it because I did, it didn't make me feel good. It didn't, it didn't, I felt like a new person afterwards. Right. But we can't do, we can't make ourselves do things that we don't feel good about or we, we can't listen to the shoulds. We right. have to do it when it's right for us. And then it's like anything. You are great at selling real estate. You do it well. There might be another person who's like, I could never do this. Well, then that's not for you. So find something right. that's good for you or right. what I tell my daughters, do something, do it better than anybody else, but love, love what you do. We're going to love what we do if we do it well, right? Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, listen, and this is, this is also reaching out and asking for help. So the good news is, is that we have suffered a pandemic. So anybody that was out of work before, it doesn't matter. They, everybody thinks you lost your job during the pandemic and you're in this gigantic boat. So the bad news is you're in a gigantic boat with a lot of other people that have lost their jobs too and the job market's going to suck. The good news is, is that it's not a shameful thing. It never was a shameful thing in the first place. We lost jobs. But now, don't you think people want to help you. So if you yes. are in that situation, like I would say to anybody, you know, and cut bill and Annie gets it done. Okay. Right. Anybody wants to get into real estate, call me, reach out to me, email me fitness or whatever. If you're thinking, I'm so sorry for that little thing that's going on. It's no, that's right. what is it? So we have um, to tell me what is your email address? If somebody is interested in getting you involved, can always, in- if you Google Annie gets it done, you will be able to find me. Um, I work right, you guys listen to that. If you Annie want to know anything done. about it done, Annie gets it done, <laughs> just Google her. She is a hot ticket. And you know, I love everything that you said. I'm so grateful that we Thank you. That because, <laughs> you know, um, the people that I have on the show are just other women and men that I align with mentally. And it's the reason that we can have these great conversations. And I, I wish they could never end. But but they do. But they do have to end because you, we, as, as, even though we're, we're not as busy as we used to, we're very busy because we're recreating, recreating, exactly. recreating. So you know that this show was and is created to empower and inspire other people. And it's to live their lives fearlessly authentic. So mm-hmm. I wanted to know in one minute. Oh, boy. If you can. <laughs> I give you a few extra minutes here. Right. What does fearlessly authentic mean to you? Um, fearlessly authentic is trying to embrace your vulnerability, mm-hmm. um, your kookiness, your human, your humanity. Um, so, and it's just, you know, at this age, I just don't care. I, I care what people think about me from a moral compass, mm-hmm. but I've really let go of if people don't think they might think I'm crazy and I'm not. No, you're not. I'm not. And you know what? You I'm myself right. and I am owning who I am, good, bad, and indifferent. And when I have screwed up, I try to take responsibility. Um, but I also know that I that I have things to offer people and I want to give that to them. So it's, it's knowing my worth mm-hmm. and knowing where I fall short. <laughs> so, so really, that's so as authentic as you can get, right? I, I, I absolutely love that because it makes you stop and think about what, what those words mean to you because we all are a little scared and we we don't always know what our authentic self is. So I love everything that you shared with us because I know it comes from your heart. So thank you so much for thank being you for having me being on this show. <laughs> thank you for being in my America. life. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And thank you and for putting me into shape. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I know. Whatever, whatever I know. I'm dodging. Need. I'm dodging. <laughs> whatever you need. And right. um, so if anybody needs to get in touch with you, they just go to Annie Gets It Done, Annie that's the best way, and they can ask you any question in the world, right? Anything, anything, I, I'm, I'm here. Okay, so I want to just leave everybody with the thought that to live their life in the most fearlessly authentic way that they can, because we only have this one life, and so go live it 
be fearless and be authentic. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.